Hey, this is the Myth Taken podcast. Welcome. That's what it's called. That is what it's called. I got it right that time. You did. Woo. Um, hey, so yeah, it's been a while since we've uh did anything. It's it's it's, it's been a minute. A hot minute. For yeah. a long minute. Not really a hot minute cuz No, that would be like a like a fast one, mm-hmm. I think. Um anyway, hey. Um so we're going to talk about a creature tonight, um, like we have done before, clearly. Um, and do you know which one we're going to talk about, Dan? No, I don't. I have no idea, actually. Really? Uh-huh. Um, well, it's a pretty popular one, I think. Maybe it's not. Um, I've o- I'd always heard of them before, but um, would you like to guess or you just want me to blurt it out uh i i I have no idea honestly so you can you can blurt it out i don't mind (laughs) all right well they are the small humanoids with oversized or bulbous heads known as melonheads like like lemon like the lemon heads no (laughs) those are delicious though um, no, melon heads. Melon heads are little creatures, little humanoids, um, and they are called melon heads because their heads are so large, uh, much larger than their bodies. A um, little bit about them. They uh, usually hang out around southwest Connecticut, although there have been um, quote-unquote reports of them in Ohio, um, but they like Connecticut, uh, they like Stratford, Seymour, Weston, Easton, um, New Haven, Trumbull, Fairfield, and um, that's usually where they hang out. However, the first actual sighting of these guys that I were that I found, um, England in 1900 in Risbury, England. Um, not much description there. They called them weeble heads. Weeble? Weeble heads. Not like weevil? Not like weevil. Weeble. With a b. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, and then in the 19th century in Bavaria, Germany, um, there's reports of a large family of them. But again, no details there. Um, and then there's a few different little, um, sightings. I think the folklore of them is actually really interesting, but we'll do some of the sightings first, and then we'll get into the folklore. So, these little little guys with big heads, usually they remi- remain, I don't think I typed that right, hitted. 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 Cool. <laughs> they have been rumored to eat small animals, stray cats, and humid human. Wow. Hubage. Talking is, like is really human hard. garbage. <laughs> yes. Hubage. Human flesh, particularly of the teenage variety. Um, they are the size of children. They wore rags, and they had an orange glow to their eyes, according to some. Um, a lot of them said that they were bald. They had deformed bodies, sharp teeth, and some said they had red eyes. Orange eyes, red eyes close yeah i mean it's a 
You say they have amber eyes. Mm. It's kind of orange reddish. Oh. Amber is the co- never mind. Nope. Uh, okay. So some of the sightings, other than um, Germany and England, that have no detail whatsoever. What I found, we've got in 1964 in Wycliffe, Ohio, uh, a group of teenagers traveling on the road. They passed by a creature who um, ran off and they decided to chase it because they're teenagers and you see a strange creature, you're going to chase it. Right. Um, They come up on an old house and there are two people out front and these creatures with them. Uh, The man who's standing out front tells the teens that he was a nuclear scientist in World War II. Of course he was. Mm Mm-hmm. And because of that, his children were born deformed. Um, the government wanted him to keep quiet, and so they relocated him to this secluded spot. Uh, and then he was basically like, uh, please don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> teens being teens told their friends, and their friends told their friends, and so on. Um, and others decided to go looking for them, but they're stopped by the police. And the police say, nope, that was just a rumor. You got to go back. That was one encounter. 1964. The the dog's chasing a fly. Don't worry about it. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. That one was kind of interesting. Kind of funny. The nuclear scientist angle. Um, There is another account in the 1980s. This one in Connecticut in Fairfield. A lady named Megan O'Connell and her friends were, um, they were (laughs) a group of high school, um, girls and they decided to drive around one Friday night after a football game as, as young kids are wont to do, just going to drive, going to drive around. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're like, oh, hey, you know, we, we heard about things, things called melon heads. Let's, let's look for them. Um, so they look on Velvet Street in Trumball, Trumbull, sorry, not Ball, Bull, um, to find them because apparently they heard they hung out there. Um, they parked their car with the lights on and headed into the woods. Uh, pretty soon after that, they heard their car door slam and the engine start. Oh. Uh huh. So they run back to their car and saw the car headed toward them. They were melon heads inside. And they left them stranded by the side of the woods on this velvet street. Um, rumor has it that those melon heads still drive that car, and it was a blue floor, blue Ford Granada. Granada. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could have picked a cooler car, but <laughs> you know. Well, you know they don't get a lot of opportunity to. When uh, was this? Nineteen <laughs> eighties. Okay. So it was an eighties Granada. Yes. Cool. <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess. I could picture a, a bunch of melon heads cruising around that. Cruising around Velvet Street in their blue Ford Granada that they stole. Yeah, I'm kind of more picturing the melon heads looking like garbage pail kids, <laughs> but all in like leather jackets and stuff like that. Like that spaced invaders almost. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's another small account. Um, didn't have a date, but I, it's got to be sometime modern because it's about road pavers they heard voices in the woods um and quote-unquote tree experts saw figures lurking 
I don't know what it takes to be a tree expert. I'm sure there's a lot of study, but I'm not sure why the pavers didn't see the figures lurking. It was the tree experts. Obviously. I mean, because the tree experts are among the trees. Among the trees. Mm-hmm. So we'll <laughs> see things. Hear things. Hear things. Um, another account in 2001. So we're getting closer. I mean, I think of 2001 as being not that long ago, but it actually is quite a long time ago, yeah. <laughs> which is weird. That is uh, <laughs> 19 years ago. Yeah, I know. It's trippy. Um, so 2001, Tony... Um, from Chardon, Ohio, uh, he saw a creature running alongside his wheel, his, wow, his vehicle going 40 to 50 miles per hour. Um, this creature was tall with spindly limbs and it kept, kept pace with the vehicle before veering away. It wore rags and had a swollen, swelled up head, um, so this account is kind of weird because it says it was a tall creature. Um, all the other accounts are like they're child size, they're small. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also kind of weird that it was able to keep pace with the truck going 40 to 50 miles per hour because no other story really has them um, being fast. So kind of interesting. So they were running at 40. One of them was running alongside his vehicle. Weird. Before veering off. Um, another one, Kelly Topbedrosian. Um, so this one has to do with Felt Mansion. Um, she was there at Felt Mansion exploring it with her friends. Felt Mansion, I think, is just a old big house. Um, kind of like the Flavelle House or something. M- yeah, but probably abandoned. Um, not I mean a museum. One of the Flavel House. There's more than one Flavel House. I know, but one you think about Flavel, you think yeah. about the museum, but yes, there is more than one. Um, so, yeah. Exploring this mansion with her friends saw a man far away walking toward them. He didn't speak, merely grunted. Mm. Um, something just wasn't feeling right to her, so they ran off. Doesn't really mention any melon head. Didn't say this guy had a had a large noggin or anything, but still kind of creepy. And then in 2009, someone named J.B. lived by Wisner Road at uh, 10 p.m. His dog barks, so he goes out to see what's what's up with the dog. What's cracking? Exactly, your dog barks. You're gonna go check it out. Um, his dog was lying bleeding. And he looked to see a small creature with a big head running into the woods. The next morning, he followed the tracks, but they stopped near a creek. And he saw nothing else. Nothing. Nothing else. Mm. So, those are some of the sightings. The folklore. This is where it gets pretty good. So, there are a bunch of theories about melon heads. Um... One theory is that they were descendants of a family of accused witches that were banished but survived and inbred, which mutated them into these deformed melonhead people. Okay. That's one theory. So they just kind of keep within the family. Mm-hmm. Well, they were banished. They can come back into the society, so they just, I guess... People will do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's, yeah. 
Another theory is that um, the melon heads are escapees from Fairfield Hills Hospital, which was, of course, a mental institution. Mm-hmm. Or the Garner Correctional Institute, which was for inmates who had mental health problems. Um, kind of a tangent on this one is that they escaped in the 1960s from a burning building. Mm-hmm. The escapees turned to cannibalism, which caused their heads to grow large. Okay. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense why eating people would make your head big, but... It doesn't make much sense at all. (laughs) That's why it's a theory, I guess. Okay. Um, So... Now we're getting into Dr. Crow territory, which is really fun. So a theory for the melon heads in Ohio and apparently a little bit in Michigan on that Wisner Road, which was previously mentioned um, with JB's story in 2009 about the dog. Um, so Wisner Road, Dr. Crow was a man who experimented on orphans. He tortured them. He injected chemicals into their brains and they developed hydrocephalus, which drove them insane. They in turn killed Dr. Crow. What is hydrocephalus? Hydrocephalus is like, I believe, water on the brain. Oh, okay. That's what I figured, but Mm -hmm. big brain or big surrounding area around brain. Little brain still. Regular sized brain still. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they killed Dr. Crow in turn, escaped, burned down the building, and fled into the woods. Okay. Um. In the 60s. Mm, this one doesn't have a time frame. Because they originated, a theory. or they came about around the 60s, right? Mm, well, the, the other theory I just said was that they escaped in the 60s from a burning building, so these ones kind of run tangent to each other again with the, the burning building and the escaping and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, uh, another theory from Ohio, it's kind of an alternative Dr. Crow theory that Dr. Crow, uh, lived in Kirkland next to Crybaby Bridge. He took in kids with hydrocephalus to give them a loving home. Neighbors didn't like them and treated them poorly. And when Dr. Crow died of natural causes, the kids didn't want to interact with the mean neighbors slash society. So they burned down their own house and lived in the woods, becoming less human with every inbreeding. Hmm. So a little different tangent. Dr. Crow is not this horrible torturer, but instead a nurturing (laughs) father figure wanting to take in kids. That's kind of sweet, right? I guess. (laughs) And you can kind of believe that neighbors may not accept them because people can be horrible. Oh, no. People are awful. <laughs> I mean, see a bunch of weird, uh, I guess, mongoloid is what they would be, right? They'd probably be called that, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that is that not a PC, like, is that a bad word? I don't know. I, I mean, thought, like, it was like a thing, like a... I mean, I don't think it's a kind word. I mean, it's not a kind word to call someone a mongoloid, <laughs> no. but like, I th- I think it's just like a term for something that 
some inflection. Not inflection. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to stop. Infliction. Infliction. That's the word. Inflection is an entirely different thing. Mm -hmm. Anyway. uh, Yeah. So I don't know where I was going with that. So you can continue on from where you (laughs) left off. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for your... I guess I just wanted to say the word mongoloid. Apparently, you really did. Um, Another theory. So this one um, for the Michigan Mellet Heads. Kids with the hydrocephalus. um, Oh, and look here. I actually defined hydrocephalus. So high amounts of cerebral spinal fluid in the brain. Um, It actually does affect people. Hydrocephalus, just not because some weird doctor injected chemicals into your brain. It it can occur. Um, so these kids were abused in an Ottawa County asylum and then released into the forest. Uh, some say it was Junction Insane Asylum. Two different accounts there, I guess. Um, the Allegan County Historical Society asserted that the si- asylum never existed. But there is an abandoned building by Felt Mansion, and people feel that that's where the asylum was, even though the historical society say there was no asylum. Well, I'm I'm sure that they they wouldn't. I mean, it seems more often than not that places try to kind of places try to kind of cover that kind of stuff up. Like if there was real kind of like nefarious wrong wrongdoing, they're like. It it didn't exist. What our government would <laughs> never do that to us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, I want to apologize. Our dog is chasing a fly around the living space, and I don't know how much of it's being picked up, but it's quite annoying on this side. So mm-hmm. she's apologies. not usually this active at night. Yeah. So it's a special treat for you <laughs> all. <laughs> All two of you. <laughs> um, okay, so there is another theory, and this one I just labeled Paul's theory. Good old Paul. Good old Paul. He had a theory. Like Paul uh, Newman? Or like? <laughs> no last name. Oh. Um, and this kind of goes back to that one encounter with the teens going to the, f- to the house. So it was the 60s. The teens came upon a farmhouse in the woods with a man, a woman, and kids with deformed heads. The man claimed to be the nuclear scientist, which caused his kids to have the deformities. Um, says this Paul guy says that he went to look for this house, um, but was intercepted by the police. So he's saying, no, I was one of those teens. That really happened. The police really intercepted me, but... My story is true. The police were telling a false story. So, kind of interesting, although there's no last name for Paul, so I don't really know how much merit we can truly give that. A um, couple more little tidbits about the melon heads uh, that they are often found uh, on wait, roads. They are often found on are called Dracula Drive, although this is the first mention of Dracula Drive, so I think that's kind of rubbish. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it sounds cool. It I does sound it. cool, yeah. though, which is probably why I put it in my notes. Yeah. Um, and then people often think the Melonhead story um, overlaps with other cryptid stories, and I've got listed. Oh, you're going to love this. So the Danbury Frog People, the Faceless People of Monroe, 
or the House of Faceless People and Mongoloid Village. Hey, there it is. There you go, Dan. <laughs> so apparently there are more cryptid stories out there and they actually say Mongoloid Village. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like the first time I heard the word Mongoloid, uh, I think like my mom used to tell this story about her, how she worked at some kind of like place where there were like disabled children or something. And mm. there was like a young Mongoloid boy that like mm. she was with and like helped or something. I don't know <laughs> how true See, this is. No, I don't think Mongoloid is a good term. <laughs> but. Good golly. <laughs> um, in pop culture, um, let's see. There was a film in 2010 called The Legend of, of the, the Melon Heads. No. no. Okay. And this film was based on the Ohio version of the Melon Heads. Um, and then in 2011, the film just plainly called The Melon Heads. Um, and I have a little bit of detail about that one. It explores the children killing Dr. Crow and hiding pieces of his body around a mansion. Teenagers who visit the mansion see the ghosts of the kids and see them killing Dr. Crow. So the hiding pieces around the mansion, it, that only f I only feel like that that is like fun if you're going to find like flesh. But like no one lives. <laughs> well, no, not fun. Anyway, so <laughs> like, how if, is if, that fun? If no one lives in the mansion, someone's just gonna eventually find bones. True. But maybe it's ghostly flesh. Maybe they're actually stepping through some kind of portal into the the ghostly realm, and that's why this flesh is real. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. Forever flesh. Forever flesh. Okay. A new scent. <laughs> Forever flesh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Th so that's that's the story of the melon heads. Those are the sightings. I mean, 2009, that's not that far away. It. I mean, it's over a decade away. That was 11 years ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I said over a decade. Um, but still not bad. Um, I wish I had found something a little more closer to our years but I did not I got all of my information from a few different sites the New England Historical Society Cryptids Fandom Road Trippers Ranker Wikipedia The 13th Floor America's Most Haunted and Mysterious Universe um but yeah that's the Melonheads so what's your uh what's your Yeti rating on these Melonheads well I forget. You forget our Yeti rating. I forget how many Yetis mm -hmm. I mean something it's can been have. A while. Is it one to ten or is it one to five? I would say one to ten. Okay. Um, you know, because uh, I think they could just be a bunch of mongoloid uh, <laughs> kids. You're uh, going to be so pissed. <laughs> I'm going to give this uh, eight Yetis. You're gonna give it eight yetis, so you yeah. think it's pretty believable. Well, I mean, it's 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 an unfortunate real thing 
that could be afflicting um, these young boys or people, men, or not young, these young ins. I don't know if they're <laughs> boys or girls. Um, they, we'll call okay. them. They. Uh, mm-hmm. They, they melon heads. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if the story's true and water on the brain makes you um, psychotic, a sociopath, or maybe, you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, water on the brain does not make you crazy. That's not what I just learned. <laughs> we are talking about cryptids. You, you just spent the last 25 minutes telling me that <laughs> a bunch of kids with water on the brain. I said they're child size. They don't necessarily have to be kids. I don't know that. I mean, if they were inmates of a jail, that leads me to believe that they were not children. Yeah, but if they're like weird, deformed children, they you know they probably put them in like the deepest, darkest jail. That's so cruel. It's an unfortunate world we live in. Mm. So, um, mongoloid is it's got. It's got two meanings. I just looked it up on Wikipedia. Oh, I thought you were just going to tell me it's just a bad word. And I it is a bad oh. word. So, mongoloid is a grouping of various people indigenous to East Asia, Central Asia, Southeast Asia, North Asia, Polynesia, and the Americas. However, the term mongoloid has a second usage ref- referencing Down syndrome, now generally regarded as highly offensive. Mm. When used in reference to people with Down syndrome, the term Mongol and related words affect the dignity of the people of the Mongoloid race. Um, Wait, so what? These are like a bunch of people related to Genghis Khan? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's an offensive term. Okay. Don't call people Mongoloids, please. (laughs) I will just continue to call people troglodytes then. I think that's acceptable. Is it? I don't actually know <laughs> what it means. I just think it sounds funny. Troglodyte. We don't need to Google the word <laughs> troglodyte. Anyway, how many yetis do you, are you giving this? Oh, uh, I mean, I think it's it's kind of fun. Troglodyte is a cave dweller. It, though well, that's a really cute picture. When you Google it, it's cute. Um, I'm going to give the... Melon heads. I mean, I like the story. I like the whole, like, Dr. Crow. And was he an evil scientist or was he a, a loving father? <laughs> I only <laughs> think of when, when you when you speak of this Dr. Crow is the, uh, I can't think, of, I can't remember his name, but the, the scientist that created um, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. That guy when thinking of the weirdo who made a bunch of melon heads mad <laughs> um so i'm gonna give it just because i like the story uh, i'm gonna give it a five i'm gonna give it a five five yetis five yetis, five yetis. i also i'm pretty sure it wasn't a granada they, they had to have stolen like a sweet like 50s like chevy or something and they were wearing like bomber jackets and or like mm-hmm. perfectos like these melon heads totally. know how to ro- roll yeah they mm-hmm. were probably like Kind of like greasers or something, but I mean, I can see it. With I can big heads that. and bright orange eyes. <laughs> bright orange eyes. May or may not eat your dog. <laughs> you know, a melon head's got to eat. <laughs> melon head's got to do what a melon head's got to do. 
I mean, you did say that they were Mongols, so. Hey, I think you brought up the whole Mongoloid thing, so don't even. All right, well, there you have it. The Legend of the Melonheads. And uh, it's been fun. Hopefully we'll do this again. I mean, right now we're in a pandemic, so (laughs) it's not like we have a lot of else going on. Yeah, it's been what a year since we did the last it's one. It's been over a year. Like we we did an episode on the anniversary date, and then we're like, yeah, we're gonna do this more, and <laughs> then crickets. Life, life happened. Yeah, I mean, I guess we do work full time. We have a daughter. Stuff has been going on. Also, the computer that we had been using to to record the show on is like. 15 years old at this point yes basically yes and um i guess we should mention the website right uh yeah so uh the old site uh back to life podcast.com uh is no more um that situation kind of uh went away um the the way of the buffalo uh there was not a whole lot i could do about it but yeah, so now we have uh, a site that is just myth taken. Um, the URL actually uh, is I don't remember. <laughs> Are you looking that up? No. Oh God! It put uh, me on the spot. Well, I thought that's what you myth. were doing. You're at a computer. It's yes, it's myth-taken.com. Okay, perfect. So simple. <laughs> myth-taken.com. It's not a pretty site right now, but we do have all the episodes up there. Yeah, and well, and if you are subscribed to the iTunes and or Stitcher, uh, it you shouldn't notice anything. It should still be the same because I updated the feed. So I think that should still work. If it doesn't, then please resubscribe. <laughs> Subscribe if you... If Hit that like button. Yeah. Does that apply here? No. Oh, well, you know. Unless you're on Facebook, then like things. It's cool. Or Instagram. We have Instagram. That's right. Mm-hmm. You take care of all that. So. <laughs> and by take care of, I don't do, like, hardly anything. Yeah, I got room for improvement. Um, and we'll try to improve the website, too, uh, so that it looks a little, little snappier. Maybe, uh, I don't know, do some things. You're the one taking classes yeah maybe i can uh, flex some of my newfound html skills yeah (laughs) we'll see the less i have to do you know the better (laughs) i already do all the research anyway um thanks for listening hope you enjoyed we will try to do more episodes um Clearly, I'm not going to make any promises, but... Uh, well, yeah, I think the last time we spoke, we were going to be doing them, like, bi-weekly or something. And then we never did another one, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> why we have no listeners. Yep, and that's mm-hmm. probably why we should end this one right now, so... True. All right. Well, catch you on the flip side. <laughs> Bye.